Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like the show, just consider subscribing and leaving us a a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It, It takes five seconds. It really helps us out, and we really enjoy doing this show for you guys. Um, and if you, if you do that, make sure and, and take a screenshot of that, of that review. And if you send it to my boss, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, he will send you an heartless, a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail and, and you'll really like them. They're, they're really well put together and they obviously do their job. They keep the drink cold. So, uh, do that and, and you won't regret it. Um, we're going to continue our series tonight on uh, studs and duds for week three of the college football season. Uh, we, we just talk about newcomers or or transfer guys that, that showed up in a big way in week three. And we're also going to talk about um, some other things going on in college football right now. Um, just some crazy stuff. It, it kind of feels like 2007 again. 2007 again. So uh let's just jump right in. We we've got some guys that, that really stood out last week uh in another big week of college football. Um obviously we could spend all day talking about what uh what Shadur Sanders is doing at Colorado. Um but that is where we're going to start because Colorado is just they they have really changed the way that that college football is being viewed. I mean there is there isn't a world where uh Pac-12 games have had 9 9.3 million viewers uh after midnight on uh on the East Coast 9.3 million viewers tuning in for that game uh against Colorado State last week. And so this is just unprecedented what's going on out at Colorado, but Shadur Sanders shines again. He ended with 38 of 47 uh, 348 yards and four touchdowns. He did have an interception, but he just continues to to just will this team to win. Now he'll have to do that this week without Travis Hunter. Um, he took a late hit from uh from Colorado State safety uh that has which has caused all kinds of outrage, be it real or not. Um, but uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks. He has a lacerated liver. Uh, and is overcoming that, but um, you know Shadur Sanders has done it to this point, and I, and I don't see why they they wouldn't be able to going forward. Now, Oregon is a different test than than Colorado State, obviously, and so it'll be a bigger game this week. But still, really good stuff from him. Uh, and you saw uh, s- some big time numbers uh, from other guys there, but Shadur Sanders is the guy I'm going to highlight in that game. Uh, another guy that went off last week. Uh, Freshman of the year in in uh, or freshman of the week newcomer my goodness newcomer of the week in the Big Twelve Nick Anderson uh all he did was was catch three hundred or three targets for one hundred and twenty yards he had three receptions for one hundred and twenty yards oh by the way all three of his catches went for touchdowns he averaged forty yards a catch uh he was huge in in Oklahoma's win. Uh, 66-17 over Tulsa. Now, Dylan Gabriel continues to do some crazy things out there uh, in Norman. He's gone 28-31 of for 421 and five touchdowns in this game. He had a pick in that game as well, but he but he's also he's got a 12-1 to touchdown to interception ratio. He leads the country in completion percentage. He's completing like 
83% of his passes um, and has looked fantastic. Uh, former UCF quarterback, but Nick Anderson's the guy uh, who really shined in this game for Oklahoma. And then another guy, a transfer by the name of Andrew Anthony, uh, didn't have a whole lot of production at, at Michigan, but my goodness, he has stepped in and become Oklahoma's leading receiver this year. Uh, he had four receptions for 112 yards in this game, one of them a 55-yard bomb on Oklahoma's first offensive play of the game. So um, just just big-time big time guys uh, doing big-time things out of the transfer portal for the Sooners. They look really good. They, hit, they head to Cincinnati this week uh, in what should be a really interesting game. Um, we we kind of go down the list here, and it, it's it's kind of been the same names uh, that have really shown up from week to week. And, and one of those names is Sam Hartman, who, uh, spent his, his first part of his, or the majority of his career at Wake Forest, but he's now at Notre Dame and he, he was big again. He had 330 yards passing a season high, uh, uh, had three touchdowns in the game and, and, you know, added another touchdown on the ground. And so Hartman is, is really got that, that Notre Dame offense humming and, they go uh, into a huge game this week. Um, they will host Ohio State in a top 10 matchup. And, uh, you know, if if you had to ask me, I would have to go with, with Notre Dame winning that football game right now simply because I think they have a huge advantage at quarterback. Um, you know, you put those two guys on the field um, with the same, you know, with the same personnel, it may look different. Uh, and it may not, but I'll tell you this, if Sam Hartman was a starting quarterback at Ohio state, um, we would be seeing a lot different Ohio state team right now. Now I believe they'll get things figured out once the freshman learns, but, but Sam Hartman has been a stud, uh, thus far. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Um, we've got, uh, the first dud of the day, uh, for me. You know, and this is, you know, you could take this either way, but DJ Uyagalele had, uh, he's a starter over at Oregon State and had had a couple of really good games. He looked fantastic in the first week of the season against San Jose State. He's now played uh, San Diego State. Uh, the the Beavers won twenty six to nine, but. DJ's stats just it, it, they just didn't look the same. They were he was 14 of 30, so that's 46% completion rate for 284 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. He did add another touchdown on the ground, but uh, this just it, it gives me it gives it shows some of those concerns that they had at, at Clemson with him, right? I mean, there's a reason Cade Klubnick won that job. Now I bet they would they would happily take uh, DJU back right now, considering where they're at. But those things aside, we are looking at a team that that needs that quarterback to to take them to the next level. They won ten games last season, but they're ranked sixteenth in the country right now, and they have really high expectations uh, going into the rest of the year. So you know, you kind of look at that, and it's. It's something that that should be at least a little bit concerning. Um, so uh, that's the first dud of the night. We're going to go back to a stud here. Uh, freshman running back Darius Taylor, who played us at, at Minnesota. Um, my goodness, this guy is just he he is he's burst onto the scene. 
over the last two weeks, so th- they just lost a game to to North Carolina, thirty-one thirteen. He had twenty-two carries for one hundred and thirty-eight yards in that game, in a score he averaged six point three a carry. Uh, and the week before against Eastern Michigan, he had thirty-three carries for one hundred ninety-three yards and a touchdown, uh, averaging five point eight a carry. There's not very many true freshmen that that uh, that put those kind of numbers up at the FBS level, let alone a power five level. Um, but man, he has been fantastic the last couple of weeks. And that's a guy that, you know, he was playing high school football last year. So I've been really impressed with him. Um, another guy, do you guys, do you remember the name Cam Ward? Cameron Ward, maybe for some of you, he played, uh, his first couple of seasons at incarnate word, um had a had a decent year last year with with Washington State but my goodness has he come on to the scene for for Wazoo this year um they have looked fantastic uh through 3 weeks and and one of those weeks they had a win over Wisconsin but last week against Northern Colorado he goes 20 to 26 for 327 and four touchdowns through the air uh and he is just he's a guy that that can do it with, with his legs too. He, he had two carries for 12 yards, but added a score, um, five total touchdowns, no turnovers looked really good. Uh, and Wazoo's playing Oregon state this week. Uh, and so, uh, one of those eight matchups, uh, that are between ranked teams. So definitely another guy that's been really impressive, uh, and ends up back on the, or ends up on our studs list for the first time. We'll definitely be keeping more of an eye on what he's doing. Because uh, he has looked great through through the first few weeks of the game or first few weeks of the season, um, and so we are going to start winding down here with a couple of of duds. And the first one I'm I'm going after is Georgia Southern quarterback Davis Brin. So Brin spent the last four seasons at Tulsa, and he he was he was a good starter for for the golden hurricane and he was you know serviceable uh in his first two games looked okay Whew, they played wisconsin this week and he so he completes 63 percent of his passes he had 52 passing attempts for 383 yards but he had one score five interceptions which Tulsa also threw five interceptions against Oklahoma this week. That was between a few quarterbacks. This guy on his own had five interceptions, and he was sacked four times. On top of that, he averaged negative 3.1 yards per carry uh, and had minus 22 yards rushing on the day. Obviously, a lot of sacks there. But this this was this was a rough day for Davis Brin, and uh, he, he lands on the duds list with that performance. It was... It was not pretty. Obviously, Wisconsin wins that game pretty handily, uh, but th- that's not a list that you want to end up on. But but here we are. Um, another guy that we're going to look at is is Garrett Schrader. Uh, he's been at Syracuse for a while. Started his career at Mississippi State, um, and this week he uh, this week against. Purdue, he completed 50% of his passes, um, 
had one interception and four sacks against the Boilermakers. And, you know, he he deserves to be on the on the duds list for that, right? Uh, no, he does not. <laughs> Rushing, he had 25 carries for 195 yards. Yes, this is a quarterback for the Syracuse Orange. 25 carries, 195 yards, 7.8 yards per attempt, and four touchdowns on the ground. So uh, he may not have impressed you with his passing numbers, but you flip over there to what he did on the ground. This guy's a stud, and uh, he deserves to be that this week. Um, just another really good performance uh, from them, and, and Syracuse just continues to win football games. They're 3-0 and now, so um, really good start for the Orange, and, and obviously we'll be interested to see how they how they look over there. Uh, Kamar Wheaton, if if you're a if you're a, a recruiting guru, this guy was a five star running back. Uh, started his career over at Alabama, didn't work out. Uh, he gets his first real uh, chance to be a starting running back over at SMU. They were playing Prairie View A and M, but but he does he gets 16 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. SMU wins 70 or 69 to nothing. Uh, in a blowout, but but that's another guy that caught my caught my eye simply for the fact that, um, you know, he was such a big get for Alabama, ends up at SMU, and and now he's leading them in rushing for a week. So, uh, interesting notes there. Now l- let's transition to the second part of the show where we're going to talk about some of the things that have been going on in college football this week. Um, the first one is what's what's going on in Tuscaloosa uh nobody has recruited better than Alabama in in the last several years you could make the argument that Georgia has but I would even venture to say Alabama's roster is as good if not better than what what Georgia's got currently um just based on recruiting rankings so obviously we saw them lose uh to Texas 34-24 in Tuscaloosa and you know that that one that one was a little surprising with with the um it was a little surprising with the the distance and in what the, and the margin that that game was won by by Texas but it wasn't nearly as concerning as as Alabama's performance in week 3 Alabama goes to South Florida and I mean let's just come out and say it it was tied 3 to 3 at halftime and the final score in this one was 17 to 3. What's going on? And what's going on in Tuscaloosa? What why all of a sudden does does Alabama look like uh 